Hey everybody, it's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mir, Alberta. I am in Ottawa, Ontario, and the weather is not quite as nice as it was yesterday. But there are still quite a few people here, and uh, the party hasn't even started yet. So I'm going to hop up on the stage and give you an idea of uh, how many people here and what the weather's like. So it's already filling up. And it's going to be, uh, I would think it's going to be even busier than it was last weekend. Today's lineup is extremely impressive. We have all the, all the doctors showing up. We have some live music, some local artists going to be performing. And we also have the Honourable Brian Peckford. Uh, he'll be speaking today and he's going to be speaking on the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, uh, the Constitution and what it means to us. And I had the, I had the pleasure of meeting Brian Peckford uh, a few months ago, I drove out to Parksville to meet with him, and he, he he wanted to meet with me because I'm one of the people in Canada, as you may be as well, who's standing up for my rights. And uh, Mr. Peckford, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms actually bears his signature, which is very significant. He's one of the last people left alive who had a hand in authoring the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. So when he speaks, he speaks with an authority that no other Canadian has, even the judges, politicians and lawyers that are all giving you their take on uh, what's going on and what your rights are. So if you can't make it to Ottawa, uh, don't fret, we're going to be live streaming as much as we can today. And if you are here and, and you're at the protest, awesome, thank you very much for coming. If you're in Ottawa and you haven't, uh, and you, you haven't made the decision to come down and see what's going on yet, please do so. Don't miss this. Um, it's a, honestly, this is a once, once in a lifetime thing. And uh, you, if you come down and see what's going on and, and how much love and freedom's in the air, you won't be disappointed. So that's my words of encouragement this morning. And uh, I hope no matter what you're doing today that you enjoy your day and you enjoy your day as free men and women in Canada. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you later. Go baby. Yeah. Please join with me in singing the national anthem.
did it first. Canada the Brave. We are winning. We have a very big line of speakers today, ladies and gentlemen. The most very important people are coming down to tell the truckers you're absolutely right. The science is behind you, and we have your backs. So we are going to play some music. You keep the vibe high, you keep it safe, and we all have the responsibility to behave impeccably. So this is not a time to get trashed and fall over. But if you see someone trashed and fall over, please help them and pick them up and get them to first aid, okay? All right? So let's behave impeccably. Everybody turn to your right, turn to your left. Hug your neighbor. It's a super spreader event. All right, all right. We're gonna play some music. We got some big people. Change phone numbers. We are gonna have more babies in 10 months. Watch out. All right, DJ, whenever you're ready. Woo! <laughs> That's because Carrie's not at the DJ table. I don't sense the people. If you see them, just ignore them. How bad would I be if I started censoring people's free speech? Actually, I think we got musicians playing, rappers first, and the doctors, uh, I believe, start at 12.45 Eastern Standard Time. I just posted the, uh, the schedule last night. It's slightly changed, but not enough that I need to repost it, so. Look back, look back, come back, go grab a coffee. I'm gonna go grab a coffee, maybe even breakfast. And uh, we'll be back probably in about five or ten minutes. The free and independent Hare Krishna community. To the basic members of the Krishna Consciousness Movement and citizens of this free land. I hope it's the voice. I hope it's not that to lend our vocal and active support to all of you brave and honorable men and women who have risked everything to focus attention and to lay there the extent to which decay, corruption, depravity, and thievery is currently festering in these buildings. These buildings that are purported to be bastions of freedom. This protest is no longer about the jab or no jab. It is about freedom. The freedom to live our lives the way we choose, for better or for worse, it is our choice. So instead 
be the mic he's on. And probably, instead of feeling unfettered in the exercising of our freedoms as enshrined in the Canadian Charter of Rights, I'll be back in a few minutes. The freedom that has been forged by God into the very fabric of our souls. Without freedom. 
meaningless like the sun without heat and light or water without liquidity. And the greatest compassion is to fight for the right of the individual soul to achieve the highest perfection of love. 500 years, 500 years before Gandhi or Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, as Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, led the first reported act of civil disobedience in Bengal, who had banned the chanting of the holy names of the Lord. And today, because of the Lord's example, we likewise I see there's a few people saying that there's problems at the Windsor Bridge. If anyone has any links to any live streams there, please post them. And if you're on a computer, you can actually open two tabs and you can watch this and watch what's happening at Windsor. And essential movements. We pray that Lord Krishna blesses all of you and your loved ones. We pray that he blesses all of your, our efforts with all success, that might be and then he the keeps you wires. safe and free, wow. and he draws you to the shelter of his and, divine uh, love. Try and figure it out. Yeah, so Thank you very much. much. I would just, I would just pretend to pull one side, fight on the means, and see if it's now, that side. Let us all invoke We're going to put a song on. You want to work with them? Yeah, I can that yeah, By yeah. chanting his holy yeah. names. Repeat after me, yes. and you can follow us. Can you go Hare feel up Krishna. my sweet with the Harry Krishna thing in it? Hare Krishna! Krishna Krishna! Hare Hare! Hare Rama! Hare Rama! Rama Rama! Hare Hare! We love you so much. Thank you for being here today. We just love you. Now we're going to do a small chatting, and after this, let's continue with the party. Chantez la mantra de liberté, s'il vous plaît. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama Hare Hare It was almost easier when we were managing all the people Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Shut it down, say. Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, 
Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Shate! Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna. Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, look at Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, to the moon. Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, difficulties so please bear with us but we would like to do a shout out for an announcement that we want to go viral join the freedom challenge we are asking Canadian or Can Canadians to join us in flooding special social media with our declaration of freedom speech we want to hear your voice among those of our truckers all over Canada fighting for our rights and freedoms so post a video and let's make some noise Okay, so what I'm about to read here is something that everybody can do where, wherever they're at. If you're at home, if you're in Ottawa, if you're here, take some time and do a little selfie and post this and hashtag it with... We are Canada. We are Canada. Hello, Canada. I am free. In Canada, my government works for me. This is about more than just mandates. It's about intrinsic human rights. 
The world is rising. We are the North, strong and free. We're calling on the East, the South, and the West to rise against the tide of global tyranny. We're calling on you to support all those in our nation's capital. Freedom transcends religion, ideology, and politics. We need to stand valiantly in solidarity. United we stand, divided we fall. We are Canada. So remember to share far and wide, hashtag we are Canada with your messages and videos. We're going to play a song, figure out some AV stuff, and we'll be right back. Thank you for your patience. Place in the rough east, 
trying to get up with that great big seal of hope. trying to tell me what to do, but I say, hey, you work for us, man. I'm out of one person only, and that's Jesus Christ the King. Let's hear it for Christ. Hey. Okay. All right, we got one more song. You guys want to hear one more? <laughs> Amazing. I'll try not to speak so moistly up here, you know. <laughs> What a joke of a prime minister, man, for real. I can't believe this guy. <laughs> so, a lot of Canadians I've found, I think the way that they were able to perpetuate this big satanic lie was by preying on our niceness, man. Everybody's so sorry. Canadians are so sorry all the time, man. So I wanted to help people to embrace the spirit of boldness and to not be sorry anymore. So I wrote the song called Not Sorry. We're going to hit it for you guys. Feeling like the best me that I could ever be Cause my name is Lynch Murphy 
And my God turned me to a beast. I just went to church and I'm not sorry. I went to a freedom rally and I'm not sorry. I'm speaking up for my country, not sorry. You, you can take your stuff away from me, but I'm not sorry. Not sorry, not sorry, not sorry. Try to make me feel bad, but I'm not sorry. Help the officials don't let me name, but I'm not sorry. Not sorry, not sorry, not sorry. Once you do them down, so you never leave your town. But you might see me around and I'm repping for the crown. He wants me to move me proud. He wants you to sing it loud so that he can feel proud. Now let me hear those words about your mouth. Much louder than a church mouse. Get about your hypocrite house. What's that Jesus said? You're a of thieves. Get behind me. I don't want to take part in your churchianity or your religiosity. Got the season to just worship in the TV. Thinking that they need a vaccine so that they can be free. Don't you tread on me, don't you start thinking about giving me no pharmacy Because I bow to no man, I bow to Christ Now I'ma cut through that tension with a knife Because I also think that Kyle was right And I'm all about that written house lie I just went to church and I'm not sorry I went to a freedom rally and I'm not sorry I'm speaking up for my country, not sorry You, you can take a step up after me, but I'm not sorry Not sorry, not sorry, not sorry Trying to make me feel bad, but I'm not sorry So defensive every time I get offensive I'm attacking those who've been acting all oppressive Cause I got you on the fences as they're making you do all the little dances Not so loving you better cut up all your congregation Better cut off that conversation How are we supposed to convert all the nation When 15% of your congregation has already been saved Not one of you to rib, but I think you're all slaves And your taxes and status and your side face God And your watered down gospel, big screen, skinny jeans and smoke machines Traded that good word for the things of this world Take my words for a little world If it hurts your feelings, might because I'm right Might be because I live so long without the light I come from generation lost Feeling like we've been tossed Now please, we gotta find the cross I just went to church and I'm not sorry I went to a freedom rally and I'm not sorry I'm speaking up for my country, not sorry You, you can take a step up after me But I'm not sorry, not sorry Not sorry, not sorry Try to make me feel bad, but I'm not sorry Health officials calling me names, but I'm not sorry Not sorry, not sorry, not sorry don't let them blame you. Not sorry, not sorry. Don't let them blame you. Not sorry, not sorry. Come on, Ottawa! We're here, we're not sorry, man. God bless the truckers and God bless each and every one of you people. We are the ones who will save this country. We're the ones who said no! No! Come on, guys. All right, I'm going to pass the mic off here. Thank you so much for having me. It's Mitch Murphy on all streaming platforms. I love you people. Be brave, live free, take your vitamin D and hug your family, man. All right. Give it up for Mitch. Hello, Fringe community. How are we? Amazing. We are holding the line. And we've got very distinguished speakers to come and talk with you. Justin is mad at us. It's an emergency and we've called an emergency party to Parliament Hill. We are holding the line and we are not backing down. And all mandates now and we'll have to go home. That'll be sad. This is amazing. Do we have our next speaker ready for me. All right, come on my beauties. Welcome to the stage. Everybody give them a round of applause. Hi everybody. I'm just going to let our uh, our group of 
people get up here? A French group. Okay, so I have never spoken like this in front of a crowd, so I apologize if uh, if I'm going to stutter a little bit. I'm a little bit overwhelmed right now, but there's lots of love, so we're all good. <laughs> all right, so everybody, we are Posties for Freedom. We have been, since November 29th, standing together, holding the line, and we're all Canada Post employees. <laughs> Unless, do you need me to hold it? Okay. 
to be here with all of you. I have something short and sweet to keep your fires lit and to keep your spirits high, so please be with me as I speak my piece. I came here two weeks ago not knowing what to expect, and as soon as I turned the street onto Wellington, from over there, I saw and I felt that huge energetic wave of love, freedom, unity, respect, and passion that you're all generating for each other here, so thank you. And it's just as strong as it was two weeks ago. To all of the Canadian, the Sikh, the Indian, and American truckers that have paved the way for us to be here. Your stand for medical freedom has united this country, has united the world, that will always be remembered. Thank you all so much for your stand against these mandates so that postal workers like myself, single mothers, fathers, other parents who have been on leave without pay for three months can finally have a fighting chance at going back to work. Thank you. Make no mistake, the government and the media are going to continue to denounce and lie about our peaceful protests. And in that moment, you will be quick to jump to anger and resentment. And I know, I know it's been a long, long two years and even a longer three weeks, but I am begging you, do not give in to your resentment. Do not let this government and its media transform your positivity into negativity. Do not give them that chance. Everybody right now, take a quick deep breath inhale. Keep breathing in that goodness and keep sharing it to each other. And just remember the truth that we are fighting to preserve for our humanity. Now I got a message to all the children and to all the young teens here today. Parents, God bless you guys for bringing them out here. Some of you may be listening, thinking, that you may not be strong enough or you don't have the power in your voice to make a difference. And for from the bottom of my heart, from someone who in many ways was is still like you, I am saying to you kids, you are just as intelligent, you are just as creative and capable enough to be on the stage, to be speaking on this microphone and be speaking to that building. when we were younger and that's how they've kept us down for centuries that's why I am here to share this with you because this is how you inspire the next generation to make this world a better place Ottawa more than ever now the world is watching so let us continue to lead by example and succeed where our government has failed let us work hard to pay respect to the indigenous people who have ancestral claim over this land and finally get them the clean drinking water and living conditions that they deserve. Let us do what our government should have done 50 years ago. Dave Chappelle said that empathy must go both ways. There are people in your life who have cut you out. When this is all over, 
They're going to come back to you in forgiveness. And it is important that we meet them in the middle with empathy, compassion, and forgiveness. Because if we fail to do that, we are no better than the politicians who turn them against us. And if you have it in your heart, forgive the police officers here who have been fair and are worthy of your forgiveness. Everything we have suffered through has led us to this moment. We are God's highest form of creation. We have manifested this finish line and I promise you, it is about to come into fruition. Just keep breathing and keep your inner peace. And this is my way of meeting our Prime Minister in the middle. Mr. Prime Minister, we have done our part. We have trusted your science. It is time for you to end these mandates and trust the science in our natural immunity so that we can work together to restore peace, love, and unity to our country. God bless you all, and God keep our land glorious and free. Thank you. Salut, jusqu'au en français. Moi, je facteur à Montréal depuis six ans. On m'a mis dehors avec quatre enfants nourris. Notre syndicat nous défend pas. Il y a un esti de problème ici. Trudeau. Fuck Trudeau! Quand il nous parle de science, Trudeau, il parle de science politique, pas de science médicale. On la connaît, la science médicale, si. On suit toute la science médicale. C'est de la science politique, c'est juste de la politique. Il n'y a aucune raison. Le passe vaccinal, ça va faire Puis la patience est de notre côté, le temps est de notre côté. Les kids, les enfants, on se bat pour nos enfants. Moi, c'est mon combat principal. Les masques à l'école pour les enfants, pour moi, c'est fini. Moi, je boycotte les écoles, c'est fini. J'encourage tout le monde à retirer les enfants. Il faut qu'ils portent un masque. Ils ont le droit de respirer, les kids. Pas Trudeau qui va me dire que je ne dois pas le faire. C'est fini. D'ici un mois et demi, ça va être fini. Les troqueurs, merci les troqueurs! Les troqueurs le savent, que tout le monde les suive. C'est eux autres les meilleurs. Mais il faut leur dire, il faut leur redire. Partout dans le monde, ils les suivent. C'est un exemple à suivre. Les drapeaux du Canada sont dans chaque pays. Go Trucker! Fuck Trudeau! Thank you! So I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time. 
uh, talking to you actually, and I'll tell you why in just a second. But what I do want to say is I came, I was here two weeks ago, and two weeks ago, I challenged Dr. Teresa Tam to come up here and discuss the science in front of all of you and tell you why they think it's justified to put these mandates on you. So it was actually formally organized, and I came back, as I promised, Ottawa yesterday to have a scientific discussion. She didn't show up. She showed disrespect to all of you, but what she showed to Canadians, and this is going around the world right now, is that she does not have the science to back her up. I want you to all be assured, we presented yesterday, myself and two of my great colleagues, the science is unquestionably on your side. I'm not going to say any more about it. You can see the videos. It was recorded yesterday. But what I do want you to understand is there's a population, a group of people that have kind of fallen between the cracks a little bit. Okay? And these are the students, our students at college and university. All right? So we talk about the kids, and we all love and care for our kids, yes. And we talk about the adults. The university and college students, they're our future. They're the people who are going to be re replacing our Prime Minister and Theresa Tam and all the others. But right now, their programs and their futures are being destroyed. So I'm going to donate the rest of my time to some students I'm very proud of from the University of Guelph. That's my university. And I know you're cheering for the students, not the university. So I want to introduce to you Cameron, Marika, and Krista, and Sophie. All right. They're all from the University of Guelph. And Cameron is going to be speaking on not only their behalf, but on behalf of a huge number of college and university students in all of Canada. Please listen very carefully to what he has to say. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Cameron Nogerskin. I am a university student, and I'll tell you a bit about my personal story soon. But first, I have to speak, I have to make a quick observation. I arrived in Ottawa, Ottawa last night, and I was listening for the horns. A few days ago, the air was alive with honking. But there's a court injunction against them now. Some people hate those horns. Who hates the horns? Those same people who turn their backs on freedom and turn their backs on their fellow Canadians who were fired or had their businesses destroyed. To those people, the horns are a nuisance. Actually, if you listen to the government or the mainstream media, you're told that honking a horn is terrorism. To them, ripping down statues, burning churches, that's just a peaceful protest. But honking horns? You better bring in the SWAT team, bring in the military. But when I was home watching videos of this Freedom Convoy protest, I heard those horns and here's what I thought. I thought that that sound, that sound is like a foghorn that blasts from a lighthouse. Those horns are drawing Canadians out of the fog, away from the rocks of tyranny. And to the open waters of freedom, there's an image for you, the rocks of tyranny. I can tell you, I never thought we'd arrive at this terrible spot as a country. But then I found myself thrown out on those rocks. 
Up until the end of last year, I was an engineering student at the University of Guelph. I was planning for graduation and employment and a future. But those plans were smashed on the rocks because my university kicked me out. My marks were good. I hadn't cheated on an assignment. I hadn't vandalized the campus. But I did do something wrong, at least in the eyes of the university. I chose to think for myself. I chose to say yes to my medical privacy and informed consent. I chose to say yes to my right to freedom of conscience. And I chose to say no to a vaccine mandate that is ethically and scientifically invalid. It used to be the case university students were rewarded for independent thought. But now at the University of Guelph and every other post-secondary institution in our country, those students who are smart enough to do their own research and come to their own informed conclusions are literally banned from campus and deregistered from the programs. We didn't go quietly. We tried to reason with our university administrators. Early on, we pointed out that under the public health regulations, colleges and, and universities could choose to let unvaccinated stay in their programs. The regulations gave the option for the unvaxxed to take part in regular testing instead of expulsion. But in a move that was openly punitive, the administrators chose expulsion. So we asked for accommodations. For example, some of us asked for religious exemptions to the mandate. And the vast majority were told, your religious beliefs aren't valid. I wonder, what has become of Canada when nameless, mid-level bureaucrats have the power to deny a believer of their charter right? When other, other appeals have failed, some of us begged our universities to follow the scientific method. The method that they told us was the gold standard for academic debate. We brought them high-quality studies and research from world experts. Research showing that for university-aged people, especially men, getting the COVID vaccine is a greater risk to health than the catching the disease. We brought research showing that the vaccinated catch and spread COVID just as much as the unvaccinated. So banning the unvaxxed makes no sense. We begged them to follow their own model and listen to science, but we discovered that their motto is false advertising. We found out what they really mean is listen to the science that we like. Follow the science that we approve. The science that supports our narrative. Well, I only may be an undergrad in engineering, but I can tell you with authority, that's not how science is supposed to work. In real science, when conflicting evidence arises, the process demands that each side be respected. It's only if each side is respected that free inquiry can continue and the best evidence can rise to the top. At universities across Canada, suppression of evidence and discrimination against opponents has replaced the scientific method. And this open discrimination is the height of irony, or I guess I should say it's the height of hypocrisy. 
You see, universities across Canada are the loudest voices for diversity, equity, and inclusion. But when it came to protecting equity and inclusion for the unvaccinated, there wasn't just silence, but hostility and condemnation. All those professors who day in and day out trumpet their support for social justice, their support for the marginalized. Where were they when these mandates came down? Thousands of students are, were marginalized for their moral convictions and religious beliefs. They did nothing. But we're here today because there's a group of courageous Canadians who are doing something. And what they're doing is done out of love of others, love of the country, love of freedom. And what they're doing is keeping us from the rocks and giving us all hope. Politicians, truckers, the politicians will continue to misrepresent your goals. Corporate media will continue to lie about your actions. But in the unfiltered coverage of social media and in the glowing stories of those who have come to Ottawa to show their support, people will know the truth. And the truth is, freedom smells a lot like diesel fuel. And freedom sounds like a thousand truck horns. Thank you. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you. I want to call my very dear friend up, Dr. Bonnie Millard, who is a professor at the University of Guelph. She is one of the greatest, most fearless mama bears I've met in my life, and you need to welcome her up with a rousing applause. Wow, that is fantastic to see all you Canadians out here today. So, I've been a professor of immunology and immunogenetics at the University of Guelph for the last 30 years. Listen, one of the last times I was in Ottawa, I was at Greedo Hall and I was winning the Governor General's Award for Innovation in Immunology. They wined and dined me. Last night, I couldn't even go to a restaurant for dinner. That's not right. Now, when I've been talking in the last two years, I always share with you some inspiration that's been important to me during the past week. And this week, it was the Beatitudes that came to my mind, and specifically Matthew 5.10, because it says, God blesses those who are treated badly for doing the right thing. In fact, it says, the kingdom of heaven is yours. So let's be encouraged and keep doing the right thing. about the science. Omicron has completely changed the landscape of this pandemic. 
matter of fact, the R value, the reproductive value for seasonal flu is 1.28 and for Omicron by the Ontario statistics is 1.29. They are identical. Now, the vaccines do not offer protection against Omicron. The science is clear. As a matter of fact, the most recent study by a University of Toronto group released last week showed only 36% immunity 7 to 59 days post-second dose and no protection, no protection, 180 days. They tell us that they know nothing about the durability of the third shot. Of course, a, another study out of Sweden showed a 40% reduction in antibody against Omicron. The New England Journal of Medicine supports that. Now, who is in the ICU? Who is in the hospital? Who has the most cases? This is Ontario data. I've looked at it myself, along with data from Alberta. I've seen it. My good friend, Eric Payne, showed that to me just this week. And the vast majority of people in the hospital are the double vaccinated. 95 of 100,000 are the vaccinated. 72 out of 100,000 cases are the unvaccinated. So, the same trend is true in the UK, Scotland, Israel, and elsewhere. Who's taking up the hospital beds? 12% of the beds currently are taken up by the unvaccinated. 5% of the beds. 12% of the beds are the unvaccinated and 5% are the unvaccinated. So again, the vast majority, the ICU numbers, 15% of the beds by the vaccinated, 10% by the unvaccinated. This should be sending alarm bells to every immunologist in this country. We need to understand why are the vaccinated having the most cases? What is going on? Is it some kind of antibody-dependent enhancement? Is it immune exhaustion? Is it immune tolerance? We must figure this out. We have to know. We are all Canadians, whether we are vaccinated or unvaccinated. We stand as one nation. My nickname is Miss Natural Immunity. And the, the reason for that is I have been preaching the value of natural immunity since day one. There is no doubt if you have had COVID and you have recovered, you will have immunity. Absolutely. Now, I told you, Omicron does change that landscape. And with Omicron, the truth is, you know it, your own self. The vaccinated and the unvaccinated can get Omicron.
Omicron. But the vaccine is not going to help you. You have to rely on natural immunity. There are also treatments, good, solid treatments, including make sure you take your vitamin D. Okay, now listen. The question, is the pandemic over? Omicron has passed its peak. The, that's the data. We are over the hurdle. We are on the downward side of that slope. 12 countries are ending the mandates, including the vaccine passports. This includes the UK, Ireland, Sweden, Switzerland, Norway, Netherlands, Italy, Lithuania, France. We want Canada on that list. I want to go back to the beginning. Truckers and Canadians here today, I want to remind you, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Ottawa is a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. So let your good deeds shine for all the world to see. Now, for I want you to remember, listen, as long as we are within our legal rights and the weight of the scientific evidence is in our favor, we will not be bullied, we will not be bribed, we will not bend, and we will not bow to tyranny or injustice.
his fingers are done. It is our responsibility to behave impeccably. Yes, because we are winning. And we are in a state of emergency. So we have called this party. Called the line. Yes, we are. Come here, my dear. We have a doctor with us. We have many doctors with us. And so the science is supporting our truckers. Early treatments are here. There's ivermectin dealers in the audience. You just need to find one. All right. We're starting a whole new wave of ivermectin dealers. People are going to be millionaires. All right. <laughs> That's just a joke. Okay? That's just a joke. Here we are. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Dr. Crystal Lechkew. It is amazing to be here with all of you. Louder? Okay. I'm here today in solidarity with all of the doctors, scientists, nurses, all Canadians who are standing up for freedom of choice, goal informed consent, and bodily autonomy. These are the highest laws in medicine and healthcare. I am here to read a poem for you today. I'm an English literature major, so I'm bringing that part of the art of medicine and healthcare and culture. It's called Caged Bird. The free bird leaps on the back of the wind and floats downstream till the current ends and drips his wings in the orange sun rays and dares to claim the sky. But a bird that stalks down his narrow cage can seldom see through his bars of rage. His wings are clipped and his feet are tied so he opens his throat to sing. The caged bird sings with fearful trill on the, of the things unknown but longed for still. And his tune is heard on the distant hill for the caged bird sings of freedom. The free bird thinks of another breeze and the trade winds soft through the sighing trees and the fat worms waiting on a dawn bright lawn and he names the sky his own. But a caged bird stands on the grave of dreams. His shadow shouts on a nightmare scream. His wings are clipped and his feet tied. So he opens his throat to sing. The caged bird sings a fearful trill of things unknown but longed for still and his tune is heard on the distant hill for the caged bird sings of freedom freedom is not frivolous freedom is synonymous with human rights 
There has never been a human rights movement in the history of humanity that was on the wrong side of history. We have to fight for our own agency and autonomy. And I stand with you all. Thank you for being here. Thank you, truckers.
I am calling on the Canadian people to understand that the trucker is here waging a battle that the scientific community failed to wage. The medical doctors in Canada, the academic community in Canada has failed the Canadian population. And now it is the trucker that has stepped up and is going to show the world, the Canadian trucker, how to take this home. So you must stand with them today and do not fall. The trucker needs you, they need your support. Let's give it up to the trucker. You're just lab rats. I'm not going to trouble you with my credentials, except to say anything you read about me from Snopes and AP is dead wrong. <laughs> Listen, you're in the presence of greatness today, not me, Dr. Brian Bridal, 
but to Paul Alexander. These are global giants. They just so happen to be Canadian and here. I'm representing this organization, TBOF, Taking Back Our Freedoms, .ca. What you've been fed over two years is a pack of lies. State propaganda intended to deceive you. Don't go anywhere. Nothing that you've been told is true. And share this, this out. This is nothing more than a bad seasonal flu with certain differences. Dr. Bridal has but a very important lot, message coming up in a few minutes. You are perfectly capable of handling it yourselves. You don't need government to tell you what to do. No. You're responsible people. You've got common sense, which is something this lot does not have. Nothing that you've been subjected to over two years has worked. Nothing. Nothing. Repeat after me. Nothing. Nothing. Works. Nothing works. Masks don't work. Social distancing doesn't work. Rubbing your hands with this stupid sanitizer doesn't work. Lockdowns don't work. And vaccines don't just not work, they are killing people. You can't stop a virus with a chain link fence. It's not possible. It's ludicrous in the extreme. There is no method known to modern medical science to stop the spread of a pandemic due to a virus. It cannot be done. We have to accommodate to it, as per the Great Barrington Declaration, with the exception of protecting the vulnerable and early treatment, which is readily available if we were allowed to use it. Vaccines were not needed. They were introduced under the false assumption that there was a public health emergency. There never was. And so this thing gets injected into the arms of billions of people internationally with no safety record. This is the most despicable episode in medical history. Vaccines take five to ten years to be approved for a very good reason. We don't know what we don't know, for God's sake. This has all been driven by three techniques known to break anyone in Guantanamo Bay or society at large. Fear, ignorance, and isolation. Fear, driven by the ridiculous PCR test. I'm talking as a pathologist now. Utterly useless. No testing should be done for anyone, anywhere, for anything, except when you present to hospital with a syndrome that's consistent with COVID. That's it! I got finished. Ignorance, driven by the colleges of physicians and surgeons across this country and internationally. What have they done to you? They forced us, doctors, looking after you, our patients. They forced us into silence. Silence. We need 
We need, we need to understand that there's colleges and physicians and surgeons across this once fine country that were there to defend you from us have now become co-conspirators with government in state-sanctioned murder. So I'll finish with one statement. Be careful of what's coming because the government is your new doctor. And you will obey and you will be told nothing and you will put your lives on the line because we tell you to do so. That's what's coming and that's why we're here and that has to stop. I want us all to return to a wonderful time called BC. That doesn't stand for British Columbia. It stands for before COVID. Remember that time? When you could hug your grandchildren, when you could hold the hand of your dying parents, when your children got a normal education, when you could go to a restaurant and just enjoy yourselves. What a concept! Well, you know what? It's coming back because we've won! It's over! Repeat after me. O. V. E. Attention to this one. I'm going to ask to speak again. Cheers. So there's a couple things I want to pass along to you. So first of all, these are the two colleagues that I was talking to you about. And we came here to Ottawa to talk to Theresa Tam and others who are pushing these mandates. And they refuse to show up. We put up there lots of science for everybody to know that we back you up. But I want something to be made clear. Because one of the messages that keeps coming out, uh, the one thing that we keep being told is that there's some kind of scientific consensus out there that supports the mandates, okay? Okay, there we got some volume. Okay, so what you need to know, there's this idea from those pushing the mandates that they somehow have a scientific consensus. What I'd like to keep pointing out is that if there's one person, one person who disagrees, then by definition you do not have a consensus. And, but, so this is the issue. So they're lying straight up to say there isn't a consensus. As you see, there's been scientist after scientist after physician after physician getting up on this stage who disagrees with these mandates. And the other thing that you need to understand is, and this is the key point here, there's a whole pile, for those of us who are coming up here, and this is, I think it's a great day to see that, you've seen many different people. There's a huge number. And for those of us that are coming up here, there's a vast number behind us. Remember, many of them are scared. Many of them are having their jobs taken away. They're being hunted down and having their jobs removed. So keep this in mind. There is no consensus for the mandate. And there is a growing number of physicians and scientists who are coming out against it. So keep that in mind. And this is very important because what we're talking about now is democracy. And what people don't realize, and I don't care how many people might be pushing the mandates, what you have to understand is that science is not a democratic process. 
Okay, it doesn't matter how many people think something might be true, that does not make it true. And so the one thing I want to point out to you, I want to give kudos to those in our governments who are starting to wake up and fight for us. And one of the things, the reason why I came up here is because the word has just come out that our conservative government, federal conservative government, is finally standing up and starting to go at these mandates. And they are pushing very, very hard to hold a vote here on Monday to end these mandates. And so what I've been asked to tell you, if you are going to have any influence on that vote, you need to contact your MP today, not tomorrow. Tomorrow's too late. They are pushing hard and they want to end these mandates now. And there could be a vote as early as Monday. So we need to stand behind those who are going to fight for us. Awesome. Okay, finally. Three cheers for the truckers after me. Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! Wow. Love listening to those guys. Canadians here. You really renewed my faith in Canadians because I see now that we are going to win. Your presence here tells me this. So, my name is Jason Polition. I'm the scientific advisor for a group called Take Action Canada. So, I want to tell you, we created this package. It's called The Deaths of Despair, a child suicide evidence package. I actually had help from Dr. Paul Alexander. Uh, can everyone give it up again for Dr. Paul Alexander, please? Because of these amazing scientists, we have the tools, we have the proof, and the truth on our side. That's why we're going to win. So, I sent this article, a physical copy, to every member of Parliament and every member of the Legislative Assembly in Canada and a few trustees to let them know the harm they caused our children. Uh, you know, Sweden kept 1.9 million children in school full-time with no lockdown, and they had zero child deaths. So long as that non-scientist judge thinks that something is clearly uncontroversial and beyond reasonable dispute. Once upon a time...
Thank you, everyone. Back when I first started speaking out against the mandates, back when I first started speaking out against the mandates, I often spoke about my line in the sand. And I knew every time they pushed a little bit further, more and more people would recognize that their line had been crossed and more and more people would stand up and fight for freedom. It started with the federal mandates, provincial mandates, then private business mandates. And I kept waiting and waiting and waiting for when that line would be too far and Canada would rally. And I was, I was starting to doubt whether that would happen. And I had many thoughts, many doubts about would I, could I, should I get my family to a place like Florida where we could be free. But then they pushed the truckers. And that was when that line was crossed too far. And all the backup that I had been waiting for showed up in the form of thousands of courageous Canadian and women driving their big rigs. I want to share a story with you about something that I did just yesterday morning, which was more nerve-wracking for me than all of the public speaking that I've done so far, even including this speech, looking out at the thousands of you. Normally, I'm anytime I've been speaking, I'm often surrounded by people who are supportive. So it's easy to be brave. It's easy to be courageous when you're surrounded by support. So yesterday morning, I was out very early, walking the streets of Ottawa, checking things out, being of eyes and ears, and I happened to walk by a very popular restaurant that is known for a breakfast spot for the police here in Ottawa. I used to go eat there myself with my teammates. And as I walked by the window, I saw a table, two tables actually. I would estimate probably about 20, 20 police officers. And I, I, at first I was gonna walk by and just keep on doing what I was doing and something stopped me in my tracks. And I thought to myself, no, this has to be done. So I looked up at the sky, I took a deep breath, and I said, just say yes. People keep telling me, just say yes. Say yes for the opportunity. So I just said yes. I had a little plan in my head. I walked in the front door. The restaurateur stopped me, said, sir, you have to have a mask. That's my new favorite sound, by the way. So I just said to him, I said, look, I just have something quick I want to say, and then I'll leave. And I walked up to the table, and you could tell they were kind of looking at me. Most of them probably have no idea who I am. And I just said, look, I apologize for interrupting your breakfast. But if you know that there's something wrong with the mandates, and one of them said to me, we're not truckers. And I said, I know you're not truckers. I used to eat here too, my apologies. They were all in plain clothes. 
I said, I used to eat breakfast here too. And if you think that there's something wrong with the mandates, we need you right now. And the restaurateur came up to me and he, you know, oh, they're just trying to enjoy their breakfast. And I said, yep, that's all I had to say. And I walked out and I carried on with my day. And to me, that was one little victory for me because I, I was so nervous to go in and confront those men by myself when there was 20 of them. But I knew that if I didn't, I would feel like a coward for the rest of the day and for the rest of the time that we're here. So I want to talk to you about fear. And what I've seen, what I've observed over the last two years, and in particular, this last two and a half weeks, the patterns that I've observed from our, our, our government, our public health officials, our media, and unfortunately recently from uh, high-ranking police officials. But I know their playbook. I've had a little bit of experience with that. The psychological pull that they can take on people. They increase your anxiety deliberately with their hateful language, targeting funds, the circulation of unverified uh, messaging about ramping up huge mobilizations of police and military against us. And then all they do is they just perform one little low-level police action. And it's enough to disrupt all of our support operations for a period of time because everyone panics and they think this is it. They're coming to take us all away. That won't happen. Look at this. That's impossible. But just, just when we start to calm down, they do it again. And they repeat, and they repeat, and they repeat. To constantly keep us in that state of uncertainty and anxiety. And that sounds a lot, a lot similar to every variant and variant and variant, doesn't it? You see the pattern? I'm familiar with how that works. So the best thing that I, the most important thing that I think I've contributed to my efforts here helping with the convoy is keeping people calm. I'm constantly trying to keep people calm. So right now I have the opportunity to address you en masse. Stay calm. We got this. Keep calm and carry on. And every single day, our support grows. Globally. Not just in Canada. Globally. There's over 30 countries right now that have their own freedom convoys on the march. I kept waiting for America to stand up and take freedom back for the, for the developed world. I kept waiting. I thought they would do it because they had those stronghold states. Turns out it was us.
And I'll tell you firsthand, every single day that this goes on, I feel more and more messages, messages of support from our law enforcement and military. People reaching out saying, we're with you. We've had enough. What can we do to help? Because they, rec they see what we see. They know what we know. And they recognize we are not their enemy. We are not the ones pushing them to perform unlawful, unconstitutional enforcement action. So how, just some simple advice from me as to how to help control that anxiety when things start to ramp up in the media and in social media. Breathe. Yes, come down here. Take some deep breaths. Deliberately slow yourself down. When you're panicked, you start to do everything rapidly. You start to run around, all scramble. Slow down. Take in your surroundings. Try and verify whatever information you can. Focus on the actual consequence as opposed to the perceived what if scenarios. If you want my best advice on how to stay calm and how to be resilient against fear and panic, make yourself strong. Make yourself strong in your mind, in your body, and in your heart, your character and your integrity. And you don't have to live in fear. They can mock us, they can block us, they can join us, they can never stop us. Hold the line. Thank you. Corporal Danny Balford. tasked with protect, protecting our Prime Minister and now he's doing what what he can do to help protect every person in Canada.
a very, very important introduction to do today. And I never thought in my lifetime that I would have the honor to do something like this. And I'm going to tell you a one minute story before I do. If any of you don't know who I am, my name is Chris Scott. I'm with the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mira, Alberta. And I've been fighting this for over a year. And I'm being told that as a, as a Canadian, the government can take my rights and freedoms away when they choose. And I didn't, uh, I said, no, that doesn't sound right. This is Canada. So I made it my mission, mission to go out and seek the truth. And the truth brought me to a man who is one of the few people that I can actually say was an elected representative, not a politician. The Honorable Brian Peckford. He served as the Premier of Newfoundland from 1979 when I was born to 1989. And then years later, in my, in my crusade for the truth and to defend myself before the courts, Mr. Peckford gave me the honor and the opportunity to sit down and have coffee with him. And he explained to me what it means to stand under the Charter Rights and Freedoms. And he knows because he signed it. So without any further ado, the Honorable Brian Peckford. Thank you, Brian. First of all, let me introduce my wife, Carol.
for Charter Rights and Freedoms and the Patriation Act. It was the one that was ratified, ratified the next day to become the Constitution Act of 1982 in which your rights as an individual Canadians were protected. There, there are only two major written documents of your Constitution. The BNA Act of 1867, which created the country, and the British and the Constitution Act of 1982, which established the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And in that charter, very few people today quote the following. The first words of the charter are, it's not section one, it is we, as a country, have two principles, the supremacy of God and the rule of law. Hardly any court today even acknowledges that they're operating under those two principles. Everything else comes after that. Section two of the Constitution gives your, your freedom of expression, your freedom of religion, your freedom of conscience, your freedom of thought, and your freedom to assemble, and your freedom to associate as you're doing here today. Section 6 gives you the right to travel anywhere in Canada or leave Canada. Section 7 gives you the right to life, liberty, and listen to this one, the security of the person. What does security of the person mean? You can't touch me unless I agree. You can't inject into me anything unless I agree. And section 15 of the charter says, every Canadian, every Canadian, from Prince Rupert to Bonavista, from Niagara to Apollo, every Canadian has the right to equality before the law. They're the main four principles of your Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Now, if you've got a moment, the governments of Canada are trying to say that they can override those rights through Section 1. I want to tell them that I was there. Section 1 was to be only used in war, insurrection, or the threat or peril of the state. It wasn't to be used to try to combat a virus for which 99% to cover and a less than 1% fatality rate. That's not a threat to the state. Section 1 is being used illegally by the governments of Canada. And ladies and gentlemen, Canadians, even if it did apply in a war and insurrection situation, it would have to pass four tests before they could override it. And the four tests are these. Demonstrably justify what you're doing. Not just justify it. Demonstrably justify it. It has to be done by law. It has to be done within reasonable limits. And it has to be done in the context of a free and democratic society. They have not met any of those four tests.
So we're in a situation here that after 114 years of depending upon unwritten common law to defend, to defend our individual rights, we finally, after 114 years, remember the Americans formed the country in 1776, they had a Bill of Rights in 1791. We created the country in 1867. We never got a written Bill of Rights until 1982. And so we've only had it for 40 years. And then somebody comes along and tells you and me that they're gonna steal that away from us that's in the Constitution. Remember, your charter of rights and freedoms are not in a bill of the federal parliament. It's not in a bill of any provincial legislature. This is what you have to understand. It's in the Constitution, the holy grail of any decent democracy. A Constitution which means permanent values, things that cannot be changed overnight to suit the whims of a politician. These are permanent values. It is a sad day indeed when I have to stand alone on this stage as a former politician to defend our rights and freedoms. I'm, I'm here for a number of reasons. I'm here because of my own right and because I believe in what I say. I'm here also to represent those politicians who I know would be on this stage if they were alive. Peter Lahey would be on this stage with me today. Alan Blakeney would be on the stage here with me today. Bill Bennett would be here on the stage with me today. And a man in Prince Edward Island, whose name I, you don't know, but whose person I shall never forget, a man by the name of Angus McLean. He was a, a decent Prince Edward Islander, a fantastic Canadian. And he would be standing on the stage here with me today to defend the charter that he helped create with me and others. So I'm here for those people. But I'm here most of all, I'm here most of all to defend what I thought was impossible to override. I'm here to defend the rights of you and every single individual Canadian because it's so important for our democracy. our first big test as a democracy. This is our first big test of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Are we going to stand tall for the Charter after 114 years? Or are we going to relinquish our Charter rights? We will stand tall. Freedom freedom. Freedom, 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 but there were a lot of people at that 1982 conference who are still alive. Former ministers, provincial ministers and federal ministers, former bureaucrats, deputy ministers, assistant deputy ministers, 
university scholars and the like. Where are they? I didn't realize until recently that we're always only, even in the best of times, a heartbeat away from tyranny. That democracy is one of the most fragile concepts in the world. That's why most of the world doesn't have democracy. It's a tough, tough thing to sustain. You can create it, but sustaining it is very, very difficult. We see that now today. We see that now today in spades, and we're going to say, democracy may be fragile, but we shall defend it. Remember what Ronald Reagan said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. Mr. Trudeau, tear down those band-aids. Mr. Ford, take away that emergency order. All the premiers of Canada and all the first ministers, stand up for your country. Stand up for freedom. Stand up for liberty. What has happened to you? You have succumbed to the corporate world and to power-hungry politics and forgot your nation and your liberty and your freedom, but we're going to hold you to account. I want to close, if you'll just give me a few more minutes. My wife will hold on to the mic. Every day in the last since I launched my own personal lawsuit against the government. Everybody always says, it's easy to talk the talk, how about walking the walk? Well, we're gonna walk the walk. Every day I get Today I get hundreds and hundreds of emails from Canadians all across the country, okay? I get hundreds of them. And many of them are heartrending where people have lost jobs. Divorced mother with two or three kids. She's a professional and suddenly she's told she doesn't have a job. I have veterans who, who cry to me about what did they try to defend in 1940. And 41 and 42 during the Second World War. I have immigrants who said we came here 40 years ago for freedom, and now we smell it escaping us, fading away. And I had this one that I want to share with you. I was nine years old when the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms was enshrined in our Constitution. The day stands out in my memory primarily because my mother, lying myself and my three sisters along the couch, and actually told us to watch TV. How could I forget that? But I also remember what she told me about what we were watching. She said that now we had the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, Canada was its own country. Who could have ever imagined on that day that the situation would find ourselves in now? Did, did you ever think 
talking to me during the process of establishing the charter that our governments would make the decisions that they have to supposedly manage a global pandemic. I am writing you to thank you for speaking out. You have reminded us in some cases, taught us about our fundamental freedoms. I can't say that I thought very much about the Charter and Rights and Freedoms since that day of TV watching on our family couch. But because of your actions, I have learned that is not true that we only have the freedoms the government allow us to have, that we have fundamental freedoms that have been unjustly taken from us. Ironically, last week, ironically, my family does not own a television set now. We have, however, been glued to various internet resources, totally captivated by the Freedom Convoy, and our hearts are full of joy and enthusiasm and hope. I believe that it's because you are speaking up, educating all of us about the Charter and the rights that we are guaranteed that this convoy is happening and will be successful. You can be assured that I have lined my own five children along our couch and told them about the Charter, the rights we are guaranteed, and they know your name and the importance of your actions. Mr. Peckford, I want to extend a huge thank you from me personally and from millions of Canadians because we've heard from the doctors about the science. We've heard from some politicians and now we've heard from a man who spent 17 months building the document under which we stand right now affirming our rights as Canadians to live our lives as we choose. 
So, Mr. Peckford, we're going to give you the biggest applause that we've done yet. Thank you from me and from Canada for your service. There's one moment where they deliver their madness opus, their very best work. This was the moment in Premier Peckford's life. Let's give it up again! Look, we had our stint earlier, so I'm not taking long. Dr. Atkinson has a quick word, but I want to say it again. They lied to you from the beginning. We knew the science on the lockdowns, the school closures, the mass mandates, the shelter in place. They were all wrong. They lied to us. The federal government's public health response was a total disaster. Prime Minister Trudeau must fire his task force today. Doug Ford, Doug Ford, I full disclosure. Full disclosure, I voted for Doug Ford. I took my family and my friends. But I will never, never, I will work, I will work every hour to ensure that he is never elected again. And any of his ministers. Doug Ford is a catastrophic failure and he hurt Ontarians. His policies kill people. And never I end again. I understand the science. I talk the science daily. I work with Brittle, Peter McCullough, Robert Malone, Gert Vandenbosch, Roger Hutkinson. Daily we breathe the science. And under no condition, under no condition, do you let these beasts put these vaccines into your children's arms. Never! Are you ready for this? After me, repeatedly, Pick foot! Should be our next Prime Minister. Thank you. Uh, th these doctors are amazing people uh, and they're on the board of Take Back Our Freedoms, of which I chair. I, I mean, what a distinguished. Uh, I thought I had some good cabinets in my day, but these fellows take the cake. also know as we talk and 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 legitimately criticize our governments 
There are two things that they could do tomorrow to help solve this problem, right? Two things they could do. Back in October, I wrote all the premiers and suggested that you can, in one stroke of the pen, refer your mandate to your highest court to see whether it's constitutional. They all refused. I didn't send it to the Prime Minister. I'm asking the Prime Minister today, refer your mandates to the Supreme Court of Canada to see if it's constitutional. You can do that today with a stroke of the pen. None of them will do it. Why? Because they're afraid there may be just a couple of judges left who think like me and you. But the call goes out again today, so there's one solution to help solve this. Another one would be, which I'm sure the truckers' convoy would agree with as well, establish an inquiry, an independent inquiry, to determine what went wrong here. As the doctors point out, how did we get off on this wrong course and try to destroy our freedoms and rights? There's another suggestion, and there's another suggestion for them. Establish an inquiry so that we can get to the bottom of this. Refer your mandates to the court and let's see if it's constitutional. Why should I and others have to go to the courts to prove our rights and freedoms when you could do it with a stroke of the pen? So there's, so if anybody asks you after this is over, well, what solutions did they give? You say, Mr. Peckford just gave two. Oh, it sounds like we have a missing little boy. He's uh, 13 years old. His name is Evan. If there's an Evan out there, please make your way to the stage. God bless everybody here. We can fight for our rights, for freedoms, but we need to pray and stand together as we're doing here today. And I'm sorry to take this second, but my son is missing. He's 13 years old. His name is Evan. I am Jerry, and we need to uh, find him. Thanks so much. God bless. Okay, so that is the number one priority right now that we... What is he wearing? He's wearing black. He's wearing black. So Evan, if you can hear me, look for the Canadian flag hanging in the air and walk that way. And if anybody out there see a young man about 13 years old wearing black, we're going to stop what we're doing and we're going to give him to his father up at the stage here. Thank you. Yeah. 
Stop Cafe in Mir, Alberta, and we are at Parliament Hill, as you probably are aware, because that is Parliament right there. What a great day we had! So many speakers. Uh, we tried to do some live streams. Um, I was working all day, wasn't really officially supposed to, but they ran into some issues, so that's what we ended up doing. And uh, I don't know how many people were here like a lot. Maybe 100,000 probably easy and uh, but when we started it was about three degrees and it's slowly dropped the entire day and it's probably about minus 13 but with the wind it feels it's about minus I don't know definitely minus 20 or something so crowds have thinned out the speakers are done now we're into the music so it's gonna be a party until 10 o'clock tonight that I kind of give you an idea what it looks like from over here on the hill and I'll go and Gavin will probably go for a walk later this evening when it gets a little more dark and I've had a chance to warm up a little bit and then we'll uh, we'll go and talk to some truckers or go see what's going on with them and seeing how they're gonna spend their Saturday night and uh, yeah and then we'll see you guys later for the uh, Chris and Carrie show talk to you guys love you bye Rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Rock 
string band But baby plays the guitar I pick up the banjo now Oh, the North Country We don't see it again Now I lost my money playing poker So I had to leave down But I ain't turned life To live that old life no more Tonight, he's having dinner with uh, the Honorable Brian Peckford, and he didn't invite me. What a guy. No, I'm totally fine with that. Brian and him go way back to like January. So he was invited, and I wasn't, and that's okay. I filled up on sandwiches because that's all I seem to eat here is sandwiches, cookies, dry cookies, and wet coffee. So, obviously we had a big festival today. People have asked how many people have been out here t today. I have no idea. I was within the bubble, and when you're within the bubble, you have a hard time walking around the perimeter of the bubble. That kind of makes sense, I think. There was easily over 100,000 people here. Easy. And I think if it was warmer today, there would have been a lot more than that. And what I wanted to talk about was um, the state of emergency, because obviously we are all terrorists here, and it's absolutely scary, and no, no. I was going to go on a spiel with that, but you know what? I'm just in so much of a good mood that I can't possibly 
put any spin on that other than what you just saw. There is so much love out here, and yet the media is, is trashing us. The media is telling us that this is absolute garbage and that we should all be hauled off. So a couple of uh, Twitter feeds came across mine. One was by a CTV reporter. I should probably mark it down as to what his name was. And what a total dink. He says something along the lines of, uh, uh, how did he word it? There, there's a lot of stuff going on down there or something like that, like very vague. And it was an open-ended so that everybody just came in and trashed what was going on down here. And they haven't been here. That's the problem. So you get these media guys just kind of poking at what could possibly go wrong and then people jump all over it. So I'm sure there were people from everywhere. Where, and probably not even close to being in Ottawa. I'm not gonna pick on anywhere in, speci uh, in specific areas or whatever, but let's just say you're in, uh, uh, what would be a good place to pick on? Can we pick on something? No, I'm not gonna pick on it. I'm in the middle of uh, Upper Chuck, Alberta. I don't even think that's a name, but that's that's a new city we, we're just going to call. So you're in the middle of Uppity Chuck, Alberta, and you're trying to figure out what is real and what is not, and you're sitting at home, and you've got three cable stations. You've got CBC, CTV, and uh, Global News. And the reason I say those in particular is because I grew up in Manitoba, and when we were growing up, that's pretty much what we had. We had CBC, CTV, CTV was the place you would go and watch movies on on Saturday nights because that was pre-VHS. Okay, I'm dating myself, sorry. But that's just how old that was. And people back then, that's what they did. They would sit and watch TV on Saturday nights. And um, if you remember Disney, uh, Sunday nights, I remember Bugs Bunny uh, Saturday nights. And then I think it went in... I don't know, something else after that. It doesn't matter. Point being, is that was the legacy media. That's what we all grew up on. That's exactly what we were told to believe and then and etc. etc. Then comes the Canada Media Fund. And I think that's been trashed for the last little while. People texting here. Last little while where people end up getting used to the new news that they get and uh, and CTV, CT, CBC, you name it, five, four, I hope my phone's not going to die. They, uh, they're vying for all this money so that they can make their, their shows, etc. And I've gone through this process just trying to see what, is, what it costs to be a producer. Um, of, of certain shows, many of you probably don't know, but I've been on uh, several uh, several TV shows. Not that that's I'm not bragging at all, because honestly, they they yeah. So, but it, it's it's an interesting process when you're just a little guy and you're trying to do that, as opposed to being CBC or CTV, which they can basically just go and say, hey, I want some money, and okay, here's your money because they're a legacy, etc., etc. So any of these smaller companies out there will not be able to do that. So my point being, 
is we now have $600 million that basically goes to the programming of CBC, CTV, City News, Global, all that sort of stuff. But in their defense, they also get money that goes into programming certain TV shows and they get tax credits and blah, blah, blah. The point being is all that, we got fireworks coming up there. The point being with that is there's no accountability because they're basically using that money to propagate whatever the company or the government is giving them the money to do that. That's pretty cool. So what I would like to see happen, and I may have said this in previous videos, but what I would like to see happen is the Canadian Media Fund abolished. And I know that's not going to be very good for a lot of people, but there's got to be different rules and different ways to do this because if the government was not funding the media, what would happen in the media? Well, chances are they would end up having to have something of value and probably truthful so that people would actually watch and listen and do that. But as it is right now, we've seen what has happened over the last two years, but you know what, it's happened even longer than that. Somebody say shoo-doo-doo. I just gotta wait a minute. There you go. Back on, back online. Maybe the media fund just didn't like what I was saying and they decided to take stuff away. Anyways, long story short is wouldn't it be great to have a bill to just actually have some accountability for the media fund and basically make it so that there is actual content uh, that by responsible journalists and journalism and people that actually care and not just looking for a paycheck. That's why I think independent media is gonna just kinda take over from here on in. And you know what, I almost believe that a lot of independent stuff is gonna end up taking over anyways. I think we're gonna go back to a lot of small business type of thing, the mom pops. I know the distribution and all that through Walmart and Costco and all that does make a lot of sense. But you know what, in the end we know how, how bad the whole idea of giant commercialism, consumerism, uh, any other ism is just, not communism, but it's just all isms are bad. Now, that's probably not a good statement to say, but I'm gonna, just gonna do that right now. The other thing I wanted to point out is we've had musicians up on stage, and with all this love that's going around here, we've had musicians who have never met each other until like 10 minutes before they go up on stage and all of a sudden when you're playing in front of I don't know how many people are here right now there's there's a few thousand anyways there's certainly not the hundred thousand or whatever that were here today but I would say there's probably there's almost enough to fill a hockey rink or a hockey arena so you know maybe 8,000 10,000 ish anyways there's a lot of people and when you're up on the stage and you're looking out at everybody it's pretty intimidating and these guys total professionals they haven't played in like two years and they happen to get up 
just like in a jam situation and playing together, that's that's amazing. And I think that's that is the part of the media that is not being shown at all. Like I haven't seen anybody from CTV or CBC or anything like that at all today. And I've been around the stage pretty much all day, freezing my nads. Yeah, freezing my nads because that's what it takes to get this show done. And we were commenting, it was a lot easier this morning, or actually easier the last couple of days because it's actually been fairly warm. Zero, if you call that warm, and we're Canadian, so we can call that warm. But when you're, when you're out here and it's minus 18, feels like minus 25 with the wind, I'm not even sure why I'm actually out on the grounds because I'm absolutely freezing and that's why my phone died, I'm sure. I actually thought maybe it was an EMP burst or something with all the fireworks that uh, were going off and I happened to miss them. So anyways, that was kind of what I was gonna talk about today. Chris, I know, has a lot more to say because he was in talking with the doctors and Brian Pickford today. And so I'm gonna walk back to the hotel and we're gonna do that. I'm just gonna look through a couple of these quick comments here, if you don't mind. Uh, freezing your net, yeah, I'm freezing my nads. I guess that's, and I got rosy cheeks and a rosy nose. Hey, someone was here and so happy and made my day seeing everybody with big, big smiles. It's an experience that everyone has to have. And, and people have been asking me when I go back to Alberta, which is a whole other hour long topic. But when I go back to Alberta, am I gonna go to Coots? Am I gonna go to Saskatchewan? I honestly, I don't even know what I'm doing like 10 minutes from now, Never mind a day or a week from now. So I will have to figure that out. Uh, keep holding the line. Damn right, we're holding the line. As a matter of fact, I, I, I meant to capture that today, holding the line. So they actually had this giant, it looked like a giant bacon strip, if you kind of get the drift on it. It's just this big long string kind of thing, but it had some wit to it. The idea was that it was being passed around in the audience. And when you're passing it around, you're holding the line. That was brilliant. I didn't think of it, but it was brilliant. And that's exactly what they were saying is you, everyone has to hold the line. So that was kind of cool. People are the media now, absolutely. Whether or not, the problem with people being the media is where do people watch the media? Now, granted we're on Facebook, we'll eventually get banned, I'm pretty sure of that, or at least cut off, but who knows, maybe not. But the idea with that would be we need to figure out different venues on on different platforms and we've looked into a bunch of them Facebook certainly has the largest uh, group I guess all together I think that will eventually fade out and there'll be a bunch of different platforms and that and again then you're kind of dealing the way it was with uh, multiple TV channels and 500 channels and nothing on kind of thing so Hopefully it doesn't get to that, but that's uh, that's my ramble just for a second. And uh, what else we got? Police in Windsor. You know what? I really haven't heard anything about that. I've watched some live live feeds when they were saying tear gas was going on. Again, the same sort of thing we said yesterday. They're not going to have they're not going to have tear gas going off with everybody's cell phone going. Can you imagine the PR nightmare that uh, the police would have off that? So I don't think that's even a thing, but I could be wrong. 
Peace Arch border was blocked, as well as 176 here in BC. Wow. Well, you know what? If that's what it takes to get people to realize exactly what is happening out there and how it's affecting everybody, I really like to do a bunch of stories on these truckers because we've talked, I don't know how many truckers, and we've talked more about the Ottawa residents, I think, than the truckers. And maybe that's because the truckers, the truckers all have their own stories on why they're here. And for the most part, it really is they're here to, to take a stand. Most of the ones that we've talked to have at least had one jab, if not both. And they're just, they're just done. And after listening to the doctors talk today on the stage, it makes total sense. Like, the science is no longer there. The, or their science is no longer there. Our science is there. And to have all these mandates just let go. There was a flash. EMP burst. There were, um, to have the mandates just removed makes perfect sense to do it this time. Everyone's going to catch... Omicron and really it's just a new type of flu with this certain variant etc etc according to the doctors I trust them they're smarter than uh, the average bear and uh, I guess I'm just an average bear what else we got I'll do one more one more we so somebody said we're waiting on brain surgery for two years delays all blamed on COVID so I've actually got a health issue too that I've actually had to go in and do surgery, but I haven't been able to go in this entire year or whatever. I'm okay, it's, it's nothing major, but it's one of those things that, you know, you turn 26 and you gotta get checked. No. But, I, but I, I do have to go into the hospital at some point and uh, eventually I'll get in there, but it just keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed and it's one of those things that you know, it's not life-threatening, so I'm okay with it. But I've heard so many people that are, have delays from cancer surgeries, to you name it. So I feel, I feel for you, and I'm not quite sure what we can do other than just saying, hold the line and get, you know, talk to your doctor and see what, I don't know, see what you can do to get in there faster. Uh, you know, the idea of a two-tiered system, I had some problems with my uh, my arm and my, my neck at, uh, a couple of years ago and my MRI was going to take like 10 months to go in and I paid 800 bucks and uh, had my MRI done by the end of that week. So there are ways to do it and likewise if you happen to know a guy who has an MRI maybe sitting in his garage, okay, I don't think that's a thing, but, but there are ways that you could probably do something like that. All right. We'll do one more, just because I feel like that. Uh, it was never about the science. Absolutely, it was never about the science. I would like to hear from the truckers too. Absolutely. You know what? I think tomorrow we'll probably wander around and talk talk to the truckers. There was uh, a couple that uh, have uh, have problems with their truck. They reached out to us, and we just haven't been able to connect. We've gone there, they haven't been there, and then they text us, and we're not there. We're gonna have to just say, okay, you know what? We're gonna be there at like 11 o'clock and that's no ifs, ands, or buts and we're gonna meet there. We're gonna find out what's the problem with their truck because I think they actually need a new motor. I have no idea how much a truck motor costs, but it's gotta be like half a bazillion dollars or something like that. Because my guess is probably more like 
between 30 and 40 grand, could be more. But I want to find out, you know, what they actually need. Is it something that we can help out with? Is it something we can crowdfund? Is it something we can just put pressure on, give, send, go, or whatever? Because again, we've heard that that has also been frozen again. It's as frozen as my NADS right now. I'm not quite sure when that is going to get uh, uh, released. Not my NADS. My NADS will get released at some point. That's that's a different topic altogether. But. When is that going to be released? I don't know. So people have reached out and also said, is there any other way that we can donate? Well, through our association, wsfullsteamahead.org, we've been taking donations. And you can donate either to info at wsfullsteamahead.org. Why did it take me so long to think about that? Info at wsfullsteamahead.org or you can send it to donations at wsfullsteamahead.org. If it goes to info, we've kind of allocated that towards certain things. And if it goes to donations, it goes to other things. If you send it to info, then it will actually go right to the truckers. It'll go right into a bank account. We're going in and withdrawing cash and the cash actually goes to the truckers. Uh, so that's probably the best one to go to right now. Uh, okay, I'll do one more. I'll do one more, sure. And then I'm gonna go find out where Chris is and if he brought me any food back from Brian Peckford. I hope that Brian Peckford didn't eat any of the food. You know, to eat like half a sandwich that Brian Peckford ate. I don't know if that's a good thing. Would I be proud of that? It'd be an interesting story anyways. Uh, looks like some people are arguing with each other. That's typical. They need to understand it's not just Ottawa, it's every province and it's getting bigger. Okay, that'll be the last one, last question I'm going to ask for right now. And I totally agree. It started in Ottawa. The idea started to come to Ottawa. But even driving from Calgary to Ottawa and seeing everybody on the streets and at the intersections on the highway and the overpasses, that made everybody go, this is going to be something. And here we are in Ottawa. There's still people out dancing in the streets. I was playing a lot of Canadian content music, if that means anything, but... Now they're now they're playing uh, well, they're playing Rasputin. Okay, that's a Russian song played by Boney M. But I think I don't even know what to think anymore because now I'm just frozen. So I'm gonna say Orvar. That means kind of goodbye, but it also means I'll see you again. So I'll see you. I'll go back and see if Chris and Jess are back at the hotel. And uh, maybe I've got uh, half a Brian Peckford sandwich. So.
Come and join our community.